What up, Hunga family? Thank you for tuning in to another week, another episode of the Hung Up Podcast, a Philly-based culture and society podcast from a Black-ass queer perspective. I am your host. I am your producer of the Hung Up Podcast, Eric Cole, aka Life Coach Eric, BKA Tennis Bay. You can find this podcast and all related podcast content on your favorite podcasting platform and on social media by searching at Hung Up Pod. That's H-U-N-G-U-P-P-O-D. If you have a business idea or want to collaborate on a creative level, hit me up on the email hunguppod at gmail.com or you can go to the Instagram page and hit contact. There's also a book now button on my Instagram page. So if you already know the time and date where you want to kind of have the initial conversation, go ahead and hit the book now button and I'll be in contact with you. Hunger family. So there are a few ways that you can support this podcast and this platform. On Instagram, you can subscribe for 99 cents a month. 99 cents, right? Low ball, but I look at it as a dollar. Every dollar that I get from every listener, every follower, every supporter goes toward keeping this platform going. It is not free to host a podcast, <laughs> but also go toward helping with other podcast things like Hunger Podcast Live. The YouTube show that I have with therapist and light worker Tony Purnell. Another way you can support, go on over there to YouTube and subscribe to the Hung Up Podcast YouTube channel. Comment on the videos that you like and give us your feedback. Also, if you click the bio link on the Instagram page, that will take you to the Hung Up High merch store. Hung Up High merch store has all of the relax your shoulders and all of the support me, bitch. Merchandise, T-shirts, uh, coffee mugs, hoodies, tanks. I got some tank tops in there. And of course, you can support for free. Just, you know, share with people. Post the episodes that you're listening to. Comment on the Instagram post. Let us know your thoughts, your feedback, your critiques. There's so many ways that you can support. And you all have been doing that. Thank you so much. I'm hung up. Hey, y'all heard the intro? Duran Bernard is currently on the Wanderlust tour. Independent artist, and he's really doing his thing. A member of the community. We love Duran. This was my first time seeing him live. He was here in Philly on March 4th. Music Hall at World Cafe Live. And it was all the way live, hung up fam. I had a good time. I had a good time. Thank you, best friend, for getting me those tickets. And shout out to Aaron. Thank you, Aaron, for tagging along with me. We had to listen, jamming, 
the ways in which this man commands the crowd, commands the stage. Truly captivated. Duran can sing his ass off, but we already knew that. And Philly just showed Duran so much love. And seriously, I just can't wait to see him again. I'm already looking forward to seeing this man live again. I'm looking up tickets, ticket prices, because I'm not sure how far he is into his tour. Okay, let's find out. Okay, so quick search, DoranBernard.com slash tour. And the flyer says, okay, oh, it's coming to an end soon. So was in Philly on the 4th, DC on the 5th, Atlanta on the 7th. That was yesterday. New Orleans today. I don't know when y'all going to hear this podcast. It might be a few days, but that's the 8th. Houston, Texas on the 10th. Dallas on the 11th. And Los Angeles on the 18th, March 18th. And that, that's the last date. The 18th. Oh, I bet you that LA show is going to be dope. And that New Orleans show. I know you're showing off down there, Duran. Sending you so much love and good energy from Philly. I'm hung up. So, Hunger Family, I have my eye on what's going on with the legislation coming out of Florida, and you should too. Ron DeSantis is absolutely turning Florida into a sundown state. I mean, everything coming out of Florida is just egregious. So, you have bills that Ron DeSantis are pushing, forbidding schools from using pronouns other than what's assigned at birth, banning majors and minors in gender study, intersectionality, and critical race theory. And I got this from NPR, a bill banning DEI programs, except those that are required by the feds. Ron DeSantis also wants for it to be a open carry state. Journalism, blogging, media, free speech are also under attack in Florida. All under this bullshit ass guise that you want to protect the children. When we all know and see it's far from that, because if you wanted to protect the children, you would have been doing that. You would have been seeding into education y'all stay closing libraries and community centers where are the kids even supposed to go you don't care about their health you don't care about their safety in school or out in the world for that matter you don't protect them against predators this is all because racist ass republican people they don't like trans people it doesn't have anything to do with the kids. If it was about the kids, you would give parents the agency to raise their children in a world that is safe, that provides for them, and gives parents the support and the resources and tools they need to give their child a better life than they had. Check out this clip on the family. Representative Pamela Stevenson from Kentucky, Democrat, said it best. This is her on the floor speaking out against HB 470 legislation. She recognizes the lady from Jefferson 43 for discussion of the matter. Thank you, Mr. Speaker. Will the lady yield to a question? She will yield. 
Does this bill label for the protection of children ban conversion therapy? Lady from Shelby. No. Lady from Jefferson 43. Will she yield to a second question? She will yield. Um, this country is built on parents being responsible for their children. In fact, truth be told, you don't even like your in-laws to tell you what to do with your kids. In this bill, are we substituting the opinions of legislators for the right to, for parents to raise their children? Lady from Shelby. Absolutely not. Parents have never had the right to subject their children to irreparable harm. Lady from Jefferson. May I speak on the bill? Yes, ma'am. I'm not even sure how we got here. But as a 27-year military veteran, I fought so that all people could have freedoms, not just the ones I liked. As an ordained minister, we preach, we teach all the time that God's decisions are perfect and that we're to go out and do what he asked us to do. Take care of the least of these, love above all, do the work for the people that need it. And now we're saying he's imperfect because we got to fix it. We've got to insert our opinion on top of God's design. Don't tell me it's about irreparable harm because you're not doing anything for the children that are hungry. You're not doing anything for the children that are in foster care being abused. You're not doing what needs to be done for the little black kids that are experiencing racism every day. It is not for irreparable harm. It's because they are not like you. And as a mother, how dare you interfere with one of the most intimate relationships? This bill doesn't even do anything to say, well, I think the parenting is inadequate, so let me put some money and some time into parenting skills. This bill doesn't even say, what is the problem with parenting skills? It goes for the juggler to kill a nally and make sure that a whole group of people, who, by the way, is a small percentage, have no rights. Now, here's the good news. Go ahead and vote the way you like to vote. But if you don't stand for them, I promise you, they'll come for you. You don't like feeding your children oatmeal for breakfast? The government's going to tell you to do that. You don't want your child to go to University of Louisville? The government could tell you to do that. We have no right to interfere in the parental rights if you were really, really concerned about children, I could give you a hundred other things you could do to make sure that every kid in Kentucky thrives. Let's try giving them water out in the rural areas, portable water. Let's try Medicare, Medicaid, so they can go to the doctor. Let's try getting the kids off the street that are homeless and sleeping with snow as a blanket. I was born at night, but not last night. This is not about what you say it is. And if you want to be honest, just get ready for the invasion in your life. Because as I recall, a couple of months ago, you were saying the government can't tell me to wear a cloth mask to prevent a global pandemic. And now you're saying the government can tell a mother and a father what to do with their kid and they don't have any right to opt out. Stop it. So I want to plug this book that was suggested to me. Um, it's called Home with God. In a Life That Never Ends, Conversations with God by Neil Donald Walsh, a New York Times bestselling author. Believe it or not, my chiropractor gave me this book. <laughs> or let me borrow. <clears throat> 
at that time, because it's been like sitting on my bookshelf for like over six months. At that time when he gave it to me, I was dealing with the dealing with grief from dealing with the passing of my father. And so Dr. Rose, who has been on the show, chiropractor here in Philly, said, you know what? I know you're dealing with a lot and you're trying to figure out the meaning of life, the meaning of death. How to process grief with what is going on right now. Here's a book that I think will help you. And I just wanted to point out, I've been reading a book. I'm seven chapters in right now. Um, it's an easy read and it does read like a conversation with God. Um, so you kind of have these a dialogue going on throughout each chapter. One of the things that was kind of unexpected to me from reading this book was the redefining of my relationship with God. Um, really sitting in and acknowledging what I learned about religion and what I learned about God as a child, what was passed down to me, a lot of which was trauma, fear. It, it wasn't all bad, but it was a lot of that. And really just reflecting on where I am today. I wanted to read this next little piece from chapter six to y'all because it really was, it was a powerful paragraph and has really helped me to see the difference between what religion and what my relationship with God was like when I was a kid compared to the possibilities of what that can look like for me today. And that I still have the ability to have a relationship with God and in a way that works best for me and not necessarily using what I learned as a child to define that relationship. So the book is like every chapter is like a remembrance. The whole theme of the book is you're not learning anything new. You're more so remembering. Hence, you're not returning home. You're just remembering what home actually is. And in this chapter, oh, chapter six, actually, I think I said seven a second ago. It's actually chapter six, and it's the fourth remembrance. And that remembrance is no path back home is better than any other path. And it goes on to read, are you sure? Please, dear God, please. I need you to be certain about this. Nearly every religion on the face of the earth says exactly the opposite. And God says, I say to you again, so that there be no lack of clarity no path back home is better than any other path. All paths take you there because all it takes to get there is true desire, a pure and open heart and faith that God has no reason to say, no, you may not be at home with me to any person for any reason, least of all, because they've simply believed in God in a different way. All true religions are wonderful, and all true spiritual teachings are paths to God, and no one religion, no one teaching is more right than the other. There is more than one way to the mountaintop. Religion was created by human cultures to assist those who are born into those cultures in knowing and understanding that there is an ever-present source of help in times of need, strength in times of challenge, clarity in times of confusion, and compassion in times of pain. Religion is also a manifestation of humankind's instinctive awareness that rituals, traditions, ceremonies, and customs have enormous value as markers that assert at people's presence in the world and as the adhesive that secures that presence by holding a people's culture together. Growing up, I was 
really, it was indoctrinated in me that Christianity is the only way and the right way. And if you don't do it this way, if you don't do it the way we're telling you to do it, you're going to burn and go straight to hell. So being reassured, remembering, right? Because the book is all about remembering. Remembering that that is not the truth. And then reading that was so reaffirming. Hunger Pod had to hit the streets today. Um, I was actually on campus today. And so I wanted to, I caught up with two colleagues and I shared with them this book that I'm reading, what I've learned, how I've grown so far in my relationship with God um, as an adult compared to when I was a kid. And I asked them that question. How has your relationship with God evolved since you were a child? Thank you to Liba and Miss Sylvia for dialing into the Hunger Podcast. My relationship with God now is totally different um, than when I was growing up because um, growing up, you always listen to what your parents tell you or what your elders tell you. And, and, and it's always told to follow the word of whoever's in charge, pastor, reverend, imam, because I grew up in Islam. But as you grow up and you start being, independent, being an independent thinker, you start to think outside the box. So I would say for me, I'm more of a spiritual person than a religious person because I like to read and take in my own interpretation of what I'm reading versus what someone else is telling you. Because then you see everywhere you got pastors, reverends, everyone else, these people that you grew up thinking were of high value, they're doing things of the flesh. So it's just, I just feel like me, I know what's right from wrong. And that's how I got my life, just knowing right from Rome, treating people how I want to be treated and not so much going by the book or going by what's what I was told or how I was raised, but more so what feels good to me and what feels right to me. The question posed to me was basically the things that I was taught when I was in my childhood and how I look at things today in a spiritual perspective. And they're much different. And the reason why I state that they're much different is because when we're taught from our parents in the times when things was much harder, as being raised in a country where I had to pick cotton, tobacco, we had certain laws and regulations we had to go by. And that the faith that my grandparents and my parents gave me, my aunts and uncles, were to always obey God, no matter what the circumstances is. To listen to him, but to be mindful, if we don't do the things that God has taught us to do, that we may end up not getting the full love and understanding that God intend for us to have. And as I've gotten older, and God has used me in many different facets of my life, as well as the good, bad, and the ugly, I have learned that the things that we learned from our parents were in their time. That God changes times 
but also can change people. And when I say that, what I mean is, is that I am not that young child who, if you don't do right, God is going to punish you. Now I am a woman in this day and time that everything I have is centered around God. And I know in my heart that God loves me unconditionally, no matter what I do. Whether I do it in the goodness for myself or for others. I've learned not to punish myself if I stumble or if I make a mistake. I know that God loves me so much that he would not punish me for doing the wrong things. Feeling a certain way about a person who has came against me wrongly. As well as anyone who do not like me or don't care enough for me. That I won't fear to lash back in a spiritual way. People have a belief that God will punish you as we were taught in our childhood. And that we can't question God. In my belief today as a mature daughter of God. He wants us to speak up. That he don't want us to be captured into that belief that we can't defy him. We can't say that we don't, why Lord, why you did this, why you did that. Because in the long run, what it is, my belief now as a woman compared to my belief as a child is totally spiritually different. I know God in my heart, my soul. What we learned from our forefathers, our ancestors, was what was given in that moment in time. But as we learn and we grow into the spirit of God by trials and tribulations, as well as those from our parents, that God is a forgiving God. And that he will allow us to make our own way, to believe in our own faith. To walk in our own belief and sight. To walk in his words that our parents can always remind us of. But only God can direct us in. So, if anyone, if you feel as though that you're trapped in the past of what our parents taught us. It is good to have that foundation. But remember, God is dealing with you on a one-on-one. And your knife is not the ones of your parents. But your life is your spiritual own. Live your life in God. Walk with him. Talk with him. Learn from him. And utilize the things that you were taught. Put it in the perspective of your life right now. And live your life to the perspective of what God wants you to do. We all have a purpose. And our purpose is not of our forefathers or our parents or our grandparents. But it is of us. So believe. Pray. And understand that God is with you no matter what. Forge your own spirit. And God will never leave you. Blessings. 
Hung Up family, feel free to dial in with your thoughts, hunguppod at gmail.com, or if you're interested in coming on the show, talk about your personal journey, experiences from childhood into adulthood when it comes to religion and spirituality. I'm Hung Up. So I want to give another shout out to El Haji Cisse, who is the owner of Shop Cisse. I had an episode with him not too long ago. El Haji came on to talk about his product that he created, which is a natural, all natural body deodorant mousse. I was swearing by this product, telling y'all that it works. A few of y'all heard about it here on the show. Um, like the homie Watu, he actually did a product review on TikTok. He tagged me in it. I saw it. I snatched it down and reposted it to my Instagram <laughs> and tagged El Haji and Cisse, Shop Cisse. And a few days later, Aji hit me up and said, you know what? The sales are going all the way up. Philadelphia is representing. So I'm really happy to see folks are not only buying the product and using the product, but are loving the product. And if you didn't know, you could use the code HUNGUPPOD, H-U-N-G-U-P-P-O-D, at checkout for 15% off. So go ahead over there to at shop C-S-A, that's S-E-S-A-Y on Instagram, and let them know that Hunga Pod referred you. And be sure to use the code Hunga Pod for 15% off. Wow. Literally, the girls have been getting dragged um, and uh, canceled, quote unquote, canceled on Twitter for saying all the wrong things and then doubling down on their ignorance, not listening to the community. They claim to be a part of the community. They expect to show up and support them and listen to them. You know, it doesn't always feel good when you're wrong and called out, but we do ask others all the time to take accountability, respect boundaries, be open to share and listen. That can't all go out the window when you're the person in the center of all the nonsense. I have absolutely been called out for things that I've said in the past or posted So I know it's easy to get on the defense, but once that happens, it's hard to listen and it's hard to learn. And what we're seeing is the main issue, transphobia, femphobia, and STD and STI stigma, particularly these last few weeks. Freedom of speech comes with a responsibility. I've said this before. You want to be able to say whatever you want because you feel that it's true. And, you know, it could be something that's true for you, but it doesn't necessarily make it true or factual in society. Perhaps you as an individual have some work or some healing to do and you could feel differently about however it is you feel. Hunger Podcast stands proudly and ten toes down with the entire community. And I want to make that clear. Because recently, a guest from a prior podcast episode, Brandon Lee, went on Twitter claiming that he and I shared common ground. Um, He made some anti-pause remarks to a lot of people, and, and he tweeted out that he and I shared common ground. That is the furthest from the truth, and that is why I wanted to address that here. A few weeks back, Brandon tweeted out that he was not pause friendly and proud of it. Didn't want HIV and didn't want to date or be with someone who was HIV positive. And obviously, Brandon got a lot of backlash. And his response to some people were like, you mad because you diseased? 
I mean, there was a lot that went on Twitter, and I'm sure many of you are aware of it because it, it literally took over the Twitter timeline for a few days. So I don't need to rehash all of that. That's on Twitter. And Brandon got read by any and everybody. So that, that job is done. In terms of the Hunger Podcast, I unfollowed and I took down the episode because I felt like that was the responsible thing to do. And also because Hunger Pod doesn't align with any of that, even though Brandon tweeted that out. So that, that just wasn't true. And I didn't appreciate that. I have been podcasting since 2017 and I've worked hard to establish this brand. Not only have I talked about STI and STD stigma, I've had the experts come on the show. You know, Malik Stewart from the Positive Voices podcast. Shout out to him and the work that he's doing down in the DMV area. And Lamont Scales, the gay dating coach, he's been on to talk about this. Both have been on Malik more than once. We talked about stigma. We've talked about the shame, how all of this impacts our lives, pause and negative, our relationships, our careers, and how we can do better as pause and non-pause people. I feel pretty confident in that the listeners and the followers of Hunger Podcast know where I stand. And you don't just hear about it on, you know, World's AIDS Day or during HIV Awareness Month. Because I know and believe that there is power in breaking stigma. I think it's really important for me to keep that, keep it as an ongoing topic in conversation. So no, that is not anything that we, we, we don't find common ground on that. And it was important. I did respond on Twitter, but I wanted to make sure I say that here on the show for everyone who's listening and who, you know, may not have seen that tweet. I have really close friends, colleagues, people that I really care about who are paused. And I was really taken back. Your initial tweet was crazy, but it was your responses. Your responses were violent. They were misinformed. And you made it clear about doubling down. And then you made a YouTube video the other day. You know, I personally didn't have a problem with Brandon until I saw that tweet. Other people feel differently, and that's fine. Um, You know, I even got some interesting feedback when Brandon was on the show. And we had that podcast episode. but and, And that was fine. But I didn't have an issue until I saw how ignorant and how harmful you were being, not listening, not wanting to listen. Samson, the comedian, you know, he's in a lot of heat right now for a comment he made on Fox Soul. And you tweeted out, black gays have found someone else to hate. I don't know why a lot of stuff from you is just, it's giving anti-black because it's it's directed toward black men as if you were not one yourself. And I don't understand that. Samson is getting heat because him, like you, is, was unwilling to listen, especially listen to the people who lives you are speaking on and impacting. I couldn't help but to think about that person who, you know, that person somewhere out there who was close to walking in their truth in regards to their status, but then saw your tweet, how damaging that could have been for them, how it set, how many people did that tweet set back, gave others trigger warning, suicidal thoughts or feelings. I'm all the way hanging up. And if we were as cool as you said you were when you tweeted, you would have hit me up and talked to me about this. That's why I'm a life coach and, I, and I've been doing this work. The tweet was definitely given out of touch, out of touch with the community, absolutely given cognitive dissidence. Being HIV positive or negative doesn't add or subtract from your value as a person. You matter. 
You are worthy of love. You are worthy of protection, honor, and grace. No one is better than anyone because of their STD or STI status. We got to get rid of that. Are you clean? Bullshit. It's, it's, it, yeah, we see it a lot on the apps, but it, it really exists in a whole lot of other spaces as we see. The more open we are about our statuses and the more we can learn about them, we can live healthier lives and prevent increases in these things. Brandon, someone will listen to what you're saying and say, well, hell, I just won't tell anybody my status. How about that? I don't want to be looked at as less than. I don't want these people out here to be thinking this is why what you said was harmful. And with that, I'll wrap this up by saying this is an absolutely ongoing conversation. And in order to do that, there has to be dialogue. I remember this was a few weeks ago on Instagram Live. T.S. Medicine. She and this is just from what I can remember. She echoed Samson's sentiments, well, almost, because she stopped herself. And I think it's because T.S. being more tapped into the trans community, she knew the implications of what she was going to say was going to be harmful. So this does tell me that there is an internal conversation that needs to be happening. And I don't think we're going to get there by shutting and closing each other out. Sometimes it's necessary. I get it. I get it. People people make their decisions. Samson's comments were harmful and dangerous. Telling people that you need to present yourself in a certain way in order for, to make society comfortable? Come on now. And I didn't like that this was done on Fox Soul. Got these, these straight folks up here saying the same thing that they've been saying for, for decades. We're confused. We don't understand. Come on now, y'all. We gotta We got to move past this. Tap into the community. We out here. We marching with you. We in the schools with you. Pick up a book. Listen to our podcast. Listen to our stories. Listen to our experiences. Find the documentaries and watch them. Travel to the places. Tap into the community local to you. At some point, it's just willful ignorance and flat out transphobia. Not at some point. It is. We are at that point. And I'm hanging up. I started this out um, with, you know, Duran. Even he got caught up. Yesterday, I'm seeing that he's getting caught up because engaging in dialogue, liking comments. By the way, I was a little surprised at the people who liked Samsung's video on Twitter and on Instagram. I was a little, I was like, oh, look at this. I ain't gonna say no names. Y'all can go look. <laughs> but even engaging in these type of transphobic, um, homophobic conversations, laughing emojis, it's that, that's, that's not cool either. And y'all, this is all coming at a time, truthfully, any time is bad. But right now, we see the trans community is under attack through legislation all over the country. We're seeing DEI being rolled back, gender studies being canceled. Is this not a time? For us to embrace each other? Not make a moment. Come on now, y'all. We, we, we got to do better. I'm hanging up. Hunger family, I appreciate y'all so much. Don't forget to tap the bio link on the Instagram page and get into the Hunger Pod merch store. And you can also subscribe for 99 cents a month. Show your love and support this platform. This was just a mini episode, a little check-in. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, 
hit that rate and review. Give me five stores. This has been another episode of the Hunger Podcast. I am your host. I'm your producer, Eric Cole. Thank you so much for listening. I love y'all. I'll talk to you soon. Peace.